Hello everyone, welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host Yolanda. I hope that you all are having a gorgeous week and getting prepared for the upcoming equinox. This is a beautiful time to really reflect on all that we have learned so far this year as well as to be in a space of gratitude for what has been, what is now, and what will come. So for more information about the Equinox, be sure to go to my website, theenergeticalchemist.com and sign up for my newsletter. That way you can receive access to Creating with the Moon and Stars as well as 22 Days of Transformation and you'll get some updates about the energy of every month. So today on the podcast, I am really excited to share this interview with you. We actually recorded this about a week or two ago, and the reason I was so looking forward to sharing it is because, you know, I have been talking about the upcoming medical Reiki training in San Diego this October, um, which, again, you can go to my website for more information about that. But I had this opportunity to speak with two beautiful women who are actually doing work in a hospital. So their names are Mary Clements and Tammy Schoolcraft, and they are doing um, Reiki in a hospital. They have a Reiki program in a hospital in North Carolina, and their work and what they're doing is so inspirational, and they are involved with some upcoming um Hmm, what should I say? Uh, I I don't want to give it away. <laughs> they're coming up. They're going to be doing some things that you know will continue to support all of us on a bigger scale. And again, the work that they're doing is very inspiring. So they teamed up in 2016 based on their mutual passion for providing Reiki to patients dealing with healthcare challenges. And then shortly after that, they received an invitation to offer Reiki to staff at one of the local hospitals in the Atrium Healthcare System in Charlotte, North Carolina. Then, early in 2017, they were asked to participate in a pilot study for alternatives to opiates for pain management in orthopedic trauma patients, which, again, you know, it's amazing to hear about this work. And then when they completed that, they went on to offer Reiki to patients in the Children's Hospital Pediatric Rehab Unit. So then in April 2018, they found their new home at the Levine Pediatric Center blood disorders, and bone marrow transplant clinics and the Levine Children's Hospital in Charlotte as well. And that's where they currently offer Reiki to patients, staff, and family. So they have provided over 1,500 Reiki sessions to these children since they started there about 16 months ago. So I hope you enjoy this conversation and are as inspired by their work as I am. And you can learn more about the work that they're doing at ReikiForWellness.org. That's ReikiForWellness.org. And then when the show is over, be sure to go to Apple Podcast, rate the show, leave a review. It really supports us in continuing these beautiful conversations and helping our community grow I really appreciate you being here, and I will see you on the other side. Okay, so today on Reiki Radio, we have two very special guests, which actually is a first. So we have Mary Clements and Tammy Schoolcraft. So I want to welcome both of you to the show today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I know I told you behind the scenes, but I'm really excited to have this conversation today with um, both of you because I know that the work you're doing will be so inspiring to so many people who listen to the podcast because we have a lot, a huge Reiki community here. And um, so I know that we're going to talk about some of the work that you're doing in hospitals, as well as some upcoming, very exciting projects that you will be doing working with doctors. But before we get into all of that exciting information, I wanted to start by just asking how each of you came into the practice of Reiki. So I came into the practice about 20 years ago when everything in my life was falling apart. And I didn't realize how supportive Reiki would be for me, um, my career, my family life, my marriage, everything was just, just dissolving. And somebody said to me, come and take a Reiki class. And it was like, what is that? And I was like, I don't know, just come, just come. You'll, you'll like it. It'll be good for you. So I took levels one and two and did not realize how deeply Reiki was working with me, working with my spirit, supporting me. And that was how I came to respect and understand the power of the energies of Reiki. You know, I have to ask you about that really quickly because a lot of people, when they're not that familiar with the practice, you commonly just hear about the physical component. You know, it's used for pain management and these types of things, but a lot of people don't know or hear about the other layers to how it supports us. So could you speak a little bit to that, what your experience was? My experience was that Reiki supported every molecule in me energetically. It and physically. Yeah. It supported me emotionally, both giving me the strength ultimately to look at what I had not been able to look at before and to just be present to myself in a more heartful, compassionate, understanding way. To me, Reiki, for me personally, connected me more deeply with my soul. So it was the spiritual, the emotional, the mental component, and the physical in yes. every every possible way. That's beautiful. And that's been my experience as well. And what about you, Tammy? How did you come into this work? So for me, it was more, I was a stay at home mom and I was searching for something that would help my, one of my children with anxiety. Um, Reiki made its way into my inbox. I had heard about it before, but really didn't know anything about it and saw very quickly what a dramatic result it had with him. So I just knew immediately I had to learn how to do it. I didn't really know other than seeing him, you know, being worked on on the table and him telling me at, you know, nine years old, how weird that was. <laughs> um, I didn't know really what it was about, but I just knew that I saw that it helped him. So I knew that I had to learn. So I quickly found a teacher and um, not realizing the impact it was going to have on me personally. My um, husband shortly after mentioned, you know, this, this Reiki thing, it's, it's got a weird name. I don't know what it is, but you're not yelling at me anymore. <laughs> and you're not yelling at the kids anymore. So keep on doing what you're doing. Um, and one thing led to another. Um, after that, um, I did, you know, my Reiki one and two and then advanced and, and then just decided to continue to pursue it again, not thinking at any time that it was going to um, be somewhere where I was going to open an office or see clients or patients. It really was just for my family and for self-care. Um, but that wasn't 
that wasn't the plan. Apparently, Reiki had more in store for me than I ever could have imagined. And it's, you know, it's brought me to where I am today. That's interesting that you say that because that is something I want to be sure to ask you about later because speaking with both of you prior, it's really interesting how you have kind of allowed yourselves to follow how the path keeps opening up for you, which is another thing that's so inspiring. But I have to ask you, Tammy, so when you saw these results with your son, did you have a session done or did you go straight into class? I went straight into it. I had never had a session done personally. Um, you know, I just watched what happened with him. And, you know, it, that was my first, my first uh, experience with it personally was in my Reiki one class. That is amazing. Yeah, I did the same. I, I read about it and I thought this sounds so odd. And so I signed up for a class. So right. um, one of the first things I wanted to ask you about, I did mention that you're doing work in hospitals, but I know in your story, you started out with offering Reiki to staff prior to working with the patients. Is that right? Yes, we were invited into one of the hospitals here to work with staff under the spiritual care program under that particular program and that's how how it began we were anxious to work with patients but and we had to wait it was always this waiting for the correct the divine right moment to present itself yeah so one of the things with that i thought was interesting is um how you said the experience of staff coming to have Reiki done, how it also gave them the opportunity to be able to explain it more to uh, patients. So could you talk a little bit about that and what the benefit may be even to people who may work in healthcare now and haven't considered them being on the receiving end? So, you know, what we found very quickly was, well, what we know is that Reiki is experiential. You can, you can tell somebody about it all day long, but until they actually sit in the chair or lie down on your table and, and have that relaxation just completely take over their body, they're not going to recommend it for anybody and they're not going to be able to really tell people about it other than, you know, I've heard that that can help. So we found with our first experience that um, when staff would show up, they were, you know, overworked burnout. They had a lot of stress, not just with their job um, at the hospital and working with patients, but also with their home lives. You know, you, you, it's hard to leave when you have all of that stress and anxiety going on in, in your personal life and having to leave that at home and come to work to work in another stressful environment. They carry a, a pretty heavy load. So we found very quickly that they would come in and, and many would at first, you know, came back over and over. We had our, our regulars and then they would tell their friends or their other coworkers and then, you know, they would show up. So we found um, moving forward that the best place for us to be was actually to start to introduce that to staff first so that they could go in and then offer it to the patient and said, you know, I've tried this. I tried Reiki and it really helped me to relax. And I really enjoy that you haven't ever tried it's not genuine and it doesn't come across that way so we found working with the staff that that was the easiest way to to introduce that to to the patients I was seeing if Mary wanted to add to that at all um oh go ahead I'm sorry no I just um hearing you say that it makes me think of so many people that are in very high stress positions I mean whether it's corporate or um, first responders all of these types of um, 
jobs, how interesting that would be if they did have these services available to them. I'm sure it would be extremely beneficial, especially because of like the stress levels, the PTSD, all of the um, impacts of doing this type of work that they do. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. I know that was where you started, but I wanted to ask you too, um, Mary, because prior to the two of you coming together, and just so everyone knows, um, you're working currently in North Carolina, but you also had an opportunity to do this type of work in Maryland as well, right? I, mm-hmm. So could you share a little bit about that? Yes. I lived in Frederick, Maryland, and I was surprised and invited to actually come and head up. I was co-director with somebody um, of the energy therapies program. And then one of the nurse practitioners said, I've already set things up at the cancer center. They're a yes to having a Reiki program. I'm leaving town. I need you to take this over. And it was like, I don't know how to do this. I can't do this. And it was like, yes, you can. And it was just a beautiful opportunity there to begin a Reiki program there. It was adults for the, at the cancer center, and it is still ongoing today. That is a beautiful thing. And so you are working with adults there, but now with the work that you do together, you work mostly with children? We do. We had, our journey has been very interesting. We started out, and I don't know if you're ready to get into this part of it and how we ended up with children. Yes, go ahead. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So... We started out with the, with the staff at one of the hospitals, which is a very large system here, a hospital system. <clears throat> and we were, um, people had heard about us, so we had the opportunity to go to different events and different hospitals. And then um, about within the year, we were asked to participate in a pilot study for alternatives to opiates for pain management. And that was also with adults, but for uh, orthopedic trauma patients. Mm. And as that ended and completed, we were graced because every step had been pure grace and just blessings. We had one of the doctors that I knew, one of the pediatric, um, she's a rheumatologist said, I love you. I love the work you do. You need to come into the hospital and you need to meet you need to meet the doctors. So Tammy and I had an opportunity with her to meet um, a number of the physicians that were interested in Reiki or that she thought would be interested. So we prepared all of our papers and did our research and had handouts. And very soon into the meeting, they said, no, 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 you don't have to explain this. We understand. We want you here. It's just a question of how. So as we were finishing up the study with the adults for alternatives to opiates for pain management, the director, one of the co-directors of the pediatric rehab unit in the hospital said, I would love for you to come and, and to work with our children. And so that's how we moved into working with children. And then we were there for a number of months. And then this pediatric rheumatologist was again like a little um instigator and she said you need to be you need to be with the children who uh, i have a friend she's she works in um oncology and hematology and she need you need to be there with her so she um introduced us and we that's when how we got started 
in pediatric cancer and blood, bone marrow, all of that. Well, that's really amazing. But I have to ask you about the study that you did um, using energy work as an alternative to opiates, especially because it's such an epidemic in the country now. Um, with working with people that are going through that type of experience on top of being in pain and was that how was that for you what was that like just working in that environment and when you worked on people did you do it together or did you do individual work so it was it was quite interesting because that was really both of our first experiences into um you know being really in there with with people who were in, you know, a traumatic situation. Right. Um, so it, it was, uh, we, we did start out working together because that's where we felt more, most comfortable um, trying to figure out our footing and, you know, how was this going to work? Um, so I think most, then eventually we did split up over the, over the pilot and went in separately at different times. But, you know, these people were in um, every situation from, you know, mild pain to excruciating. Right. Um, I know that we had one patient who had been in an accident and she had, you know, uh, her body was just uh, multiple breaks and um, she had no pain relief for, you know, 24 hours. I believe Mary, they said that she had been writhing in pain. Mm -hmm. We walked in the door, we started to work on her and within 10 minutes she was asleep. Wow. So um, it was, you know, that was uh, an amazing experience with her. You know, we had other, so it's, it's not only traumatic accidents, but you have, you know, traumatic things that people do to one another, unfortunately. So we had another um, patient who, you know, she was a stabbing patient. She had, not only did she have a, emotional trauma and physical trauma both together. And she, I remember that week she called us repeatedly every day. There's a, you know, a system on the, on the, um, uh, that they have through the hospital where they could request us on that certain floor. And she was hitting the button every day for us to come back because it was just a few moments of her to be able to breathe. Right. Um, you know, with, with either decreased pain or, you know, something to, to kind of help her mind calm down with everything that she had been through. I think that's what's so amazing about it. Um, hearing you say that, thinking of the different levels that it works on, very similar to Mary, what you were saying about your experience with Reiki at the beginning. So. Oh, go ahead, please. Yeah, I love what Tammy has brought up because we really get to see exactly what you're also saying, Yolanda, that Reiki is not just about the physical, that it is, it is, we can see how it is. There's such an important compassionate support that comes with it and the emotional support, not just for the patients themselves, but oftentimes the families receive great benefit just by watching us give Reiki to their children. You know, Mary, I'm glad you mentioned that because let's kind of segue back into the work that you're doing with the children. But before we go too deep into it, one of the things you mentioned before that really struck me was how helpful it can be for parents to be able to see their, their children go into the state of relaxation. So can you talk a little bit about what it's like working with the children now and then that interaction there with the parents as well when you are showing up to do Reiki? It's, it's the greatest blessing to be able to do this. And while it feels like it could be something difficult and heavy, we, Tammy and I, are really blessed to be able to go in. And I, it's just a joyful experience for me. I can speak for myself. It is full of heart and full of joy. 
when the children, when we go into the clinic, sometimes the children can sit at the crafts table. And so we just sit beside them. And whereas Reiki, if, if you come as an adult and you come for a private session, it's, it's a very different Zen type of experience. When we work with the children, they can do their art project. We can talk with them. We can laugh with them. They don't have to sit still. And it also doesn't need, you know, an hour of treatment. Children absorb very, very quickly. So to your question about what is it like for parents to watch their child who has been, um, you know, very serious or just very distressed, and then their, uh, their eyes light up, they're smiling, they're laughing, they're engaged. I can tell you how many parents have said, you know, my child is very shy. They really don't talk so much to people. And we just, Tammy and I come in gently. And so there is this, um, they're very connecting. You know, children are just much more easy to connect with that way. And you can just really experience the relief that parents have because this is so difficult for them. So any medicine, and I put that word in quotes, that we can give that helps them see their child relax and just let go of their child stress and anxiety, just really, it mirrors itself in the parents. So there's a lot of gratitude from the parents over and over and over again. Thank you. We are so happy that you're here. Do you have time to see my child today? Uh, it's really interesting hearing you say that because it, it's reminding me of the story that Tammy shared of how she even got into this work. I mean, being able to see your child work through layers of anxiety. I know it's different, but still, I mean, seeing any type of relief for your child, if they are going through something that's very heavy, I can imagine that must be, I mean, what greater gift could you have than that? Um, so could you give us all some background about the space that you work in? So these children, what are they going through and what is the Reiki supporting them with? So many of them are going through either chemotherapy um, for cancer, because the main clinic that we work in now is oncology. So um, oncology and rare blood disease. Um, they're either getting infusions of chemotherapy, radiation, or blood transfusions, especially for our blood disease patients, or they're in the process of having a bone marrow transplant. So they are in the clinic. We have a clinic side, and then we actually have an inpatient side. And so we start out in the clinic in the morning, and we see the patients who come in for their weekly or sometimes multiple days a week. And they sit there for hours. Wow. Sometimes it's an hour visit. Sometimes it is a four-hour infusion. And the clinic is set up to where they have little um, infusion rooms, but it's still in an open area. And they sit usually in a recliner, or they can come out if they're mobile and feeling well, they can come out and work at the craft table, like um, Mary said just a few minutes ago. Um, and so we work with them there and then we'll transition over, you know, our day is set up to where we transition over later to the inpatient side. And these patients are usually in because they're not feeling well or they're in for a round of, you know, medication or chemotherapy for, they may be there for a week at a time. And some of our bone marrow transplant patients are there at, at least for a month at a time. So we're able to see them, most of them, a lot of them repeatedly. And um, when we go in, we're very flexible. If we can get an arm and we're standing off to the corner um, mm -hmm. behind one of the chairs that they're sitting in or, you know, close to their head, or if we can just get a foot, then that's where we are. If they're playing at the craft table, we're sitting beside them with our hands, you know, gently on their back or close to them, whatever that may be. So we always tell them we don't want to ever 
for them to feel like that they have to stop. You know, kids today are, they're so on the go and they're so engaged with their iPads and their phones and video games. Um, and they really just want to be kids. So when they come into clinic, they don't necessarily want to sit and, you know, close their eyes and, and do ohm for 15 minutes. Um, so we tell them, you know, you don't have to stop doing what you're doing for us to be able to provide Reiki to you. But what we found with especially some of the older kids and some of the younger kids from time to time is they actually do put their iPad or their tablet away and enjoy the moment. And Mary has taught me that I always tell everybody the beautiful gifts she has taught me is um, a guided visualization to start the Reiki off to give the mind something to do, which is not something that I was ever taught to do because it's not necessarily a, you know, a part of the Reiki process. Um, and that really gives them, they love to go in their mind to the beach or to the mountains. And it gives them you know, a, a, a respite from being in the hospital room. Um, so a lot of the, the older kids especially will look forward to having, you know, that technique done Reiki with, you know, with some guided visualization mixed in. I have to ask you, do any of the parents or the children ever ask you to teach them? Are they ever curious to learn how to do this for themselves? Yes, there are a few. So um, I had one parent who came and learned. <clears throat> we're hoping, I mean, we're, we've been there about, 16, 18 months, um, 16 months. And, you know, there are so many, the doctor that brought us in, Dr. Jennifer Pope is the director of supportive medicine there. And her vision is so big and beautiful. So we kind of like have to wait for her to get around to our list sometimes, but it is on the list. So, yeah. And we do have some parents express an interest. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, it, I'm curious to see, and I'll, hope that you'll keep in touch and share with me how this continues to evolve because your story in of itself is just, you know, proof of you never know how things are going to open up and what will be presented to you. Right. I mean, I have a type A personality and I always share and Tammy kind of laughs at me because she's had to go along for the ride. It was like, okay, what can we do? What can we do? Who can we talk to? And in the beginning, you know, every person that we met, you know, is this somebody that we need to follow up with? Who can we follow up with? And nothing, 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 nothing ever opened a door that way. Every door that opened, opened from the side, opened in an unexpected way. It was truly grace and just divine plan, you know, that we, as we talked earlier, followed the... Um, follow the crumbs or follow the lights that got turned on one at a time. Yes. So now I sit in gentle repose waiting. <laughs> <of the time. laughs> that is such a beautiful thing. And one of the things I have to ask you about as well, because there are um, a lot of hospitals now and hospice care facilities that offer Reiki and there's volunteers. And I know that you all started out in your work, volunteering but now you're actually paid for the work that you do and so I wanted to know if you could share a little bit about that because um, I think there are a lot of people who obviously they show up and volunteer as much as they can but it would also be nice if they could let this be their work in a more um, uh, supporting them as well so how did that come to be for you all and do you have any just insights to share around this Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Be so polite for each other. <laughs> um, 
I think it's really important. As you said, there are, most of us are volunteering, and that's how we began. When we came in and started to work with staff at one of the hospitals, it was, it was volunteer. And when we had the opportunity to work under the um, alternatives to opiates for pain management, there actually was money available. And I think I was brave enough to ask the, the, um, the doctor who brought us in, you know, can we get paid for this? And she said, yes. <laughs> so there was that. Then when we shifted to pediatric rehab, there was no funding. But we just agreed and we knew that this is where we needed to be next. And so it wasn't about being, um, you know, strong and it was just about being and forceful about anything. It was really be about being open and receptive and yielding to how things showed up. So we did the, um, the rehab and didn't get paid. But then when we were invited to pediatric oncology and blood disorders and bone marrow transplant, there was funding and she was very adamant about wanting us to get paid. So the first, when we first came in, it was the, and Tammy, you may have to help me out here. It was the 24 Foundation here in Charlotte that funded us. And then it was, um, Stan, and Tammy, I would love for you to tell more about the Stand Firm Warrior Foundation that, um, in honor and memory of BJ Carell, who supported us um, through this. And then the last funding that we were given that was actually now for three years of funding is the Martin Truex Foundation and Sherry Strong. Am I getting this right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So there has been funding, but there was always this heart knowing that both of us had that, you know, this is our work and the funding just f showed up. And as I said, um, our doctor was more adamant than we were about Dan Pope, she said, no, I want you to be paid for this. So I'm going to get you, get you the money for it. You deserve to be paid, you know, and that's how we, that's how we are being paid now. That is such a beautiful thing. I think uh, what is most exciting to hear about your story is just how um, Reiki and other, I guess, alternative methods, energy work, however people like to categorize it, is now being considered in bigger ways to work very complementary to Western medicine. And I remember when I first came into Reiki, it was something that was taught that it was complementary and that it could be a support to, but you just didn't see it actually happening. So to see the work that you're doing and seeing that um, even some doctors are open to how can this work to support us to support the patients? I mean, it's a beautiful thing. So I have to ask you then now because you have some more recent projects that you're working on and I really would love to hear about the work that you're now doing with Dr. Rares. So could you please share with everybody what that is about and what you're doing? So one of the issues, Dr. Rares is director of pediatric bone marrow transplant at the hospital and clinic. And one of the issues that these children have is that they have something called graft versus host disease. So when they receive the, the donor's stem cells, the stem cells that are, that are part of the immune system now att attack the host, the recipient. So you have, instead of working together, because it sees it as foreign, mm -hmm. 
it goes into attack. And there are lots of complications from this. So you know how we all get downloads periodically when we practice energy work. I had this, this idea that we could work with the donor cells and that we could also work with the recipient and harmonize everything. So it's kind of a four-step, and the blessing is that he was so excited about this because how many doctors are willing to um, support you in doing this type of work? So it's, a, it's a, actually a simple four-step process that's still evolving because I've only worked on a few patients. The first thing, so the, the, the stem cells come in from the donor, and even if they're your the patient's own stem cells, so they are there in their beautiful bag, and the first thing is to be in love and gratitude, to acknowledge the blessing that somebody was so loving and willing to, to give of themselves in their body. So that's first is the love, and then the second one is to clear the donor's cells of the frequencies, the energies, the markers that are inherent in anything that's in your body. It belonged to him or her first. Um, and I really want to acknowledge, because I don't want to forget, this was inspired by the work of Julie Motz. Her book, Hands of Life, I believe it is, was a book that I read years ago where she talked about how the body is so alive and speaks to her. So back to the process. Um, so clearing, clearing the cells, and my hands are up in case you can't see them because it's just an automatic response. And then inviting these cells to come into the frequency of the recipient. So it's very much energy work, it's Reiki, and it's intention. And it's a, I was not taught about intention with Reiki. It was really just this pure allowing. Um, but it just, this is how it, it flowed through. So this intention and the energy work to on these, these new cells, that they are now at the same frequency and energy of the, of the person receiving them. And then having the person who's receiving them kind of like open their arms like, yes, thank you. These are mine. These are the missing pieces or this is, this is the missing frequency that I haven't had. And so there is this excitement and this knowing that these are for me and these are mine and welcoming into the body because I think we have, we can see how there's this tendency when something foreign comes in, right. you, you don't welcome it and the body naturally will attack it because it doesn't see it as same. So, and Sometimes these patients are a little too young. I mean, we have infants. We, I just, we just did, I did this work with a two-year-old. And so the parents were totally on board. And they and the doctor and myself were all about holding the energy for all of this to happen, blessing the cells, clearing the cells with me, and then having the child, because the child couldn't actively participate, realizing and that the child is welcoming these cells into their body. Welcome home, welcome back home into me, and together we will create health and wholeness. So that's the one of the processes that we are. I have to tell you, Mary, I mean, my mind just went in 10 different directions of how amazing that is. I mean, one, I think two, 
um, how it speaks to the energy of all things. You know, we really, we talk a lot about like the power of the mind. And like you said, this is very intentional, but I think it brings to light this um, other layer of really understanding how much our mind, our intention impacts us energetically, which will then also impact the functionality of our physicality. And so how it's all interconnected and can't be separated out, right? I mean, that's, that's really exciting to hear. So when we talked about it before, um, I did mention to you that it reminds me so much of Dr. Emoto as well and that work with the water crystals. So um, could you talk a little bit about the next phases of this or what is coming up around this that you may be doing as well? So Tammy's going to talk to you about the next. <laughs> That's fine. The next so, joyful uh, adventure that we have with the support of the doctors. Sure. So um, along, you know, following that and your, your mention of Dr. Emoto's work, um, it, the process of these children coming in, you know, becomes, I don't want to say it, it's automated, but they have, they're in, they come in so many times for all of these treatments and it's all seems to be surrounded in fear you know, in fear of chemotherapy, in fear of the medications and the side effects that they're going to receive and that, you know, they're going to lose their hair and that all of these things are going to happen to them in order for them to get better. And when they come in and they hang their bag of chemo and they, you know, they run that line and, and, and they're there for their infusion for hours, they're trying to keep occupied. They're trying to keep, um, you know, they're trying to keep that fear at bay of, of what if. So what if, we could use that work of Dr. Emoto and, and instead of looking at that bag of chemotherapy as that this is going to do all of these horrible things to me, what if we set the intention to uh, raise the vibration or raise the energy of that medication to that it, that it actually is going to be what helps us to feel better. Mm -hmm. So came up with the idea of we, and we haven't named them yet, um, either intention stickers or empowerment stickers um, and we're still working out all the logistics of this, of, of being able to come in with a sticker that says that's already either pre-printed or one that the, the patient can actually color themselves and set their own intention. And that we, we bless those stickers or we Reiki those stickers even beforehand. And then in addition to that, we set our own intention and we get to sticker their bag of medication where it says, you know, this only bring, my body heals uh, instantaneously or um, I respect only is happy and whole and then not only can can we Mary and I as Reiki practitioners do that the patient gets to do that the parents get to do that and everybody is essentially blessing you know this medication that's going into them instead of it just being hung on a pole and saying okay this is what you're getting right the doctors can then come behind us and set their own intentions so everybody is essentially saying you know a prayer or a blessing over this entire process throughout the process. So we're really excited to see what comes of that. Um, we've gotten uh, much support from the parents that we have mentioned that to and much support from the doctors that we're working with and everybody's really excited. I know that Dr. Pope even mentioned it. She saw it as like the, the, a bumper sticker on a car or, or <laughs> uh, uh, the back of a car with all of these bumper stickers that it's been through all these states that all the doctors are putting their stickers on the bag, you know, just to say, we're with you, we're here with you and, and you're gonna be just fine. 
I mean, it's um, so amazing listening. Like, my eyes are tearing. I'm like, whoa. Because it's a couple of things. One, um, what you just said about the, the stickers, it, it made me think of how the work that you're doing is helping to even shift the mindset of the doctors. Absolutely. You know? And yeah. that is so amazing and how powerful that must be. But then also the imagery of the family all being a part of this process because a lot of times people feel helpless and like they're just giving all of it over to the doctors and you know like some feeling of disconnect and what can I do but when you bring in a type of process where everyone gets to hold space and love and be very intentional I'm sure that does something even for the families that are um, there for whomever is receiving treatment. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, just because so many people will be listening to this, hopefully, we've talked about the doctors that are very supportive of us. We, there are doctors that still kind of, you know, um, are not sure about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make, but we have noticed over the year and a half that we've been in this particular clinic, that the doctors are more inclined to lean in. And I think that this process, this, um, this gift of the stickers is something that they could actually get on board with. And as you mentioned earlier, the change of mindset, just begin in their own way to understand how we can work together differently to support these children and just bring in this energy of love and joy that oftentimes is, you know, it's difficult to have there. Yeah. And you saying that it reminds me of another thing we talked about was, um, people, all of us, starting to be more mindful about how we talk about Reiki and sharing it in ways that may be more practical when people ask about it. Um, and I wanted to ask you all about that as well, tips that you may have for practitioners that are listening. I know you mentioned volunteering for people that you know. So what are a few things that you would recommend for people who are interested in being of more support for people that are in a um, dealing with anything medically. So are you asking about people who are interested in coming in as Reiki practitioners? Yes. So one of the things that Tammy and I, as we got started with this work in the hospital, that we got clear about was that we would make this use common language, mainstream language. We talk about Reiki as a relaxation treatment, right. and that's how we present it. It just helps the body relax. And when we talk to nurses and doctors and they understand about the relaxation response, and that's what Reiki invokes, they can, it can begin to make sense to them. And the chemical and the physical responses that happen during that relaxation response. So we're very careful about our language. We don't um, we don't, unless we're asked, we don't talk about anything energetic or spiritual. We just say it's a, just a gentle treatment. And one of the things that I, um, that came to me to talk about when I was explaining it is if you bang your elbow, the first thing you do is you put your hand there or you have a stomach ache, your hand goes there because we are kind of hardwired. The body, the body knows what to do when we're in pain. We, we touch where it hurts. And that touch is soothing and nourishing and nurturing and calming. And so when people hear that type of, you know, language, it's like, yeah, I would like some of that for myself or for my child. So it's, it's being mindful of the language that we use um, is, is one of the things. Tammy, did you want to add anything? No, I think that's, that's it's, it's, 
it was imperative that we change the language to that, I think, too. Um, and we, we find, we found over the last few years of working with this, you know, initially we did get, you know, the stink eye from some patients or from some, uh, some of the staff, but um, now they're asking for us. Um, I know I was there last week and I was, um, uh, one of the days that I was there, uh, I had three different nurses come looking for me. Wow. Um, for different patients. So when that happens, we, you know, we smile really big and say, absolutely. And we come running um, just because it, 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 the culture is changing. They know now that um, I think I told you in our, our pre-interview that um, it ha this, this team that we work with has restored my faith. Um, and, you know, you hear so much about the doctors really only wanting money and and I came from a healthcare background of many years ago, and and, and it's it's changed, you know, over the last 20 years. But um, they know now that there's a missing component, and that component is the emotional um, side of this and the energetic side. And I think that anything, at least with the team that we're working with, that they have been so open to allow us to come in. If it can't hurt, then let's give it a try. Right. And if my patient, you know, can benefit from that, then then that's fantastic. So this this particular team has definitely restored my faith in that they really only want the best for their patients. That's beautiful. I think one of the things that you had mentioned um, just in your question was about getting started and for people who are interested in being in the hospitals. And I, I think it's if you have an opportunity to work with a friend or a family member and just go in and share Reiki with them, just do that. Don't look to, you know, connect with the, with the administration right away or don't look, that was, it never worked that way for us. And we just see from hearing from other people too, that people are just invited in or just there's this beautiful synchronicity of meeting up with someone. Someone will notice you. I mean, an hour we have been so blessed also that other doctors of uh, the head of palliative care we happened to meet and then i worked with one of her patients and had a very successful he had a very successful experience with the reiki and so periodically she will call us in and 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 ask to us you know to would we see one of her patients so you never know when so don't look you can get in touch with the volunteer program and maybe that'll work but if if it were me i would get into the hospital as often as i could and if that patient if your friend or family member has a great experience tell them talk to your nurse talk to your doctor because people are in hospitals now are much much more open something has happened and we are riding a new wave and they are open they are interested and then be patient because we have met a number of key doctors who head up like different departments in the hospital and we have met with them and you know there's this idea should we can we have a, a reiki program throughout the entire children's hospital nothing has come together yet and so it is this just watching the seeds being planted not being attached to how or when or who will be the one and just really just bring that love and that power of reiki into 
into your patients and just let it radiate out. I mean, when I walk in the hospital, it's a difficult place to walk. And I am very conscious of pausing and grounding myself and opening to Reiki and just being a radiance as I walk through that system and I walk those hallways and just sharing that light. So if you're in there and you're a Reiki practitioner, be sure you do that. That's really good advice. You know, it's something to talk about um, being mindful of managing our energy and how we are um, generating energy, uh, just walking around in life. But yes, I imagine in that environment, you do want to be very, very mindful of that. And you saying that reminds me of how beautiful, even by extension, people that you may be touching that you're not even working with directly. So, yeah. We know that that's how it works. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I want to share your website um, before asking about what you also do individually. So for this work that you do together, um, people can go to ReikiForWellness.org, right? And Correct. more about yes. this work in particular. So ReikiForWellness.org, and I will make sure to put that link into the show description. But I also want to talk about what you do individually, because I know you both have um, practices independent of each other. So uh, Tammy, could you tell us a little bit about your practice, what you practice, and where people can learn more about your work? Sure. So I am uh, a biofield tuning practitioner, whereas I use uh, tuning forks, so tone generators um, with sound and vibration actually in the biofield itself. Um, that helps, uh, you know, it reduce po releases pockets of, you know, events that have happened throughout our life that still have emotional charge attached to those. I combine that with Reiki. Um, and also I do some flower essence therapy and bioresonance feedback. Um, I have a system that I use that, uh, that also uses sound. So there's a lot of sound and energy going on in my practice. And uh, you, I can be reached at energeticapothecary.com or through reikiforwellness.org. We uh, have both those. We also have a, a Reiki for Wellness Facebook page where we post a lot of our um, uh, events and happenings that the patients' families are, when they share, we get to share. You know? oh, nice. So we don't always get to just go in and take a picture, but um, the patients' families usually are, um, are very, um, share beautiful stories that have to do with Reiki. So we, you know, people keep up with us on our Facebook page there. So Reiki for Wellness on Facebook, and then your site was Energetic Apothecary? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dot com. Yes. Dot com. And I wanted to ask you about that, too, um, the toning. So do you tend to use different, different tones depending on where you are in the body? Is it more of an intuitive thing? So it's not toning per se as, as a vocal toning, although that can be, you know, incorporated into Reiki. The tone generator that I mentioned is actually a, a tuning fork. Uh -huh. So um, like you would use to tune an instrument right. and biofield tuning is a technique that is very unique um, in that we work up to five feet away from the body, actually in the biofield. Yes. Um, the edge of the field holds birth and gestation. And as you move closer to the body, the years of your life fall like the rings of the tree. And we're able to find events with the, with the tuning forks to find dissonance in the field and help to relieve and release those emotions that are attached to those uh, events that have happened throughout our lives. So yeah. I do use different tuning forks. If that was your, your initial question, yes. different uh, frequencies. Yes. And it just depends on, on what process I'm in and, and uh, where I'm at in the biofield or on the body. And with the work that you do, is it only in person or can people work with you remotely as well? 
I do work remotely and in my office in, in Charlotte. Okay, yes. perfect. And what about you, Mary? What do you do? What do you practice? And where can we find you? Well, I do. I've done many things and continue to do many things. So the most recent uh, endeavor is to create a community Reiki clinic. So uh, there is a website, charlottereikiforkids.com, I think, .org. It's relatively new. So, <laughs> um, you know, just seeing how much these children benefited and wanted to make Reiki available for children in the community that are struggling with anxiety, depression, ADHD, autism. Um, we have begun a community clinic that is by donation. And everything has just come together beautifully to support that, even the location and the office space was, was just everything beautiful. Um, I also am a, a coach, a transformational coach. Uh, the focus is on self-compassion and self-acceptance. And information on that is on opportunitiesfortransformation.com. But you can find all the information actually on the ReikiForWellness.org website. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, most of my focus right now is, is working with children, but adults seem to find me too, so they're, yeah. So that's beautiful. So the work that you're doing with the Reiki Clinic for Children, which that's amazing. Um, I think this is the first time I've heard someone talk about doing this. Um, was this inspired by the work that you all do in the hospitals, or was it something you've been wanting to do for a while? It was inspired by the work in the hospital. Uh, we actually tried to, I asked the doctor if we could set up a clinic in the hospital and the clinic there and have it. And she um, said no. And I was very annoyed because <laughs> I, I felt like there were children that people wanted, to, parents wanted to bring their children back. And how could we do it easily? How could we do it without cost to them? Because the costs are so outrageous for their children's care. And it was like, what do you mean, no? <laughs> and then I had to sit with the gift of the no. And what grew out of that was take it out into the community. Just take it out. And every, all the pieces, people helped with the website, with the location, practitioners. Tammy was just right in there with me supporting. So that's how that happened, this no that became this beautiful opportunity. And it, it is where it belongs. Wait, I just, I'm, I'm amazed by, you just said it just fell out of your mouth. There's, oh, the gift of the no. I mean, that's beautiful. I think we all could really uh, <laughs> apply that in some um, instances in our life, the gift of the no. But I mean, that is, I'm glad that you mentioned it because I was curious about that. What happens in the aftercare? I mean, are there do children or their parents reach out to you and say, how can I continue this work for my child? Can I see you outside of the hospital? So now this will give them that space. And will it be open to people even outside of whom you work with in the hospital? It's a community clinic. We're advertising to the community. Yeah. We, as Tammy pointed out, we see the children <clears throat> while they're under care in the hospital every time we try to see them every time that they're there. So they get a lot of Reiki support. Right. And what I notice is that as they improve and get better, um, they're not as interested in Reiki, I find. You know, when they're, when they're better and they're happy, it's like, no, I don't, I, I, I'm good. Right. So it, it, the, the clinic is really 
for the entire community. And if these children and family members want to come in um, to the clinic, they can. And a lot of our, our patients at the hospital are not just from Charlotte. I mean, we have, have uh, they come from, from all over uh, just for our hospital. So a lot of them wouldn't, you know, it would be a long drive for them just to come back. But we're usually very um, helpful if they ask us, we will find somebody that uh, we trust in their area um, or that's been recommended to us um, that if they were to seek that out, we would have that information for them. Wow. My mind is going of how um, much this has grown just from the beginning of your story to where you are now. And I know, Mary, you mentioned before just following the light as things present themselves. And it's funny listening to (laughs) you are um, a a compliment to each other. You can even tell just in the personality styles, but your determination and your drive and how you all not only followed the light or followed opportunities that presented, but you actually followed up. And I think that's really important um, for people to know that they have to be willing to show up and to try and participate as well. And I think us being, you know, us joining forces as a team was um, obviously a beautiful gift to each other. Um, and yes, we do compliment each other wonderfully. Um, but it, you weren't, I, I, I don't know that I could have done this by myself. I, I wouldn't have wanted to. So we were able to bounce ideas off of one another and to say, yes, this will work or no, this will work. Or, you know, Tammy, take a deep breath or me looking at Mary and say, Mary, take a deep breath. You know, we're going to get through this or, you know, whatever it may be. We were able to be a support system and to go in not feeling like you're alone against the whole system, but that you're a team going in. So a suggestion would be is if you have, you know, someone in your area that you are close to that's another Reiki practitioner that shares your same passion is to team up. It's, it's a lot easier going in as, as two than it is, you know, as one. Right. I thought uh, Mary's going to add to that. So I have to thank you both again. Just like I said, I mean, the work that you're doing is so inspiring, but I'm thankful that you were willing to come and share with everyone. And again, I will put your website and the information to contact both of you, including the Facebook page down in the show notes and show description. And um, I just wanted to check with either of you before we go, because a lot of people often say like, oh, shoot, I wish I would have said this one thing. (laughs) Has there been anything that has come up for you since this conversation that you do want to share before we go? There is something that's come up for me that's still in my heart to share. This is a a difficult and challenging population of being in the hospital. And I think one thing that we have learned and, and have seen from the parents and the children is the appreciation that Reiki is not curing in the traditional sense. We are, they don't go in with the expectation that, and we don't ever say this will help your child heal. This will help your child feel better, less anxiety. And for me personally, the, happiness factor, seeing a child smile. I know that at some point, somebody is going to do a study about what happens chemically in the body and how that affects your health for when when you are happy and laughing instead of in that heavy, um, painful place. And I think that without even saying it, parents so appreciate the connection the 
the connection with them with as parents and the connection with their child and the fact that their child looks forward to seeing us and that there's smiles on their faces and that they so i think that it's really important to not go in with the even though we want to help the children heal this is not the arena for that in this particular case but just helping them feel better and happier is such an immense gift yeah and you know you saying that too it makes me think i just want to acknowledge and say you know i'm sure you all must have such deep gratitude for the doctors and the other healthcare practitioners that are open enough to put the needs of the patient first and just this idea of anything what's possible to support and help uh, bring in these different elements, whether it's the happiness, the relaxation, whatever it may be, that there is this, um, it reminds me of the saying, what, uh, it takes a village, right? Absolutely. And yeah, and so it's the work that you're doing is really a beautiful expression of that. So I thank you both again for sharing this with all of us. Thank you for inviting us in to share. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. And so I will put the uh, Reiki for wellness.org. That way we can get everything. But again, it'll be in the show notes. Go to Reiki for wellness on Facebook. That's actually how I saw you. I saw a post and I was like, whoa, what are these ladies doing? Mm -hmm. So be sure to check out Mary and Tammy on Facebook as well. And we will see you all next time. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I first of all want to thank Mary and Tammy so much again for sharing their work with us. I mean, how could you not be inspired by that? It is just phenomenal to me throughout this year, um, having several conversations with people who are sharing Reiki and really developing their practice to be geared towards so many different things. And, you know, you can go back in the archives and listen to all of the different ways that people are using Reiki and their ability to hold space for others in numerous ways. So it's, you know, I think it looks or points to that unlimited potential of what we can all do to this work and really bringing all of us into consideration of how we feel inspired to share and show up. But again, you know, for them doing Reiki in hospitals, that's just a beautiful um, story, really, of how this is now being accepted in many ways, complementary to traditional Western healthcare and medicine. And we've heard a lot about people volunteering um, in the hospitals, and we've heard about some people volunteering in hospice care, which is beautiful work as well. And I think what Mary and Tammy shared today shows another layer to this and the possibility of how this work may be expanding in the future. So thank you, ladies, both again for coming on the show and sharing with us. And for all of you listening, if you enjoyed the podcast or know someone who will be inspired by this story, please share. You can share the link to the show on your social media. You can email it. You can text it. And don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts because it does support us in continuing to grow and have these conversations. 
So as always, I thank you so much for being here. Be sure to go to my website, theenergeticalchemist.com, learn more about my work and get access to your free gifts and downloads. Um, And then you can also go to reikiforwellness.org to learn more about the work being done by Mary and Tammy. So that is all for today. And remember to always journey in love.